This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Do you find it challenging working on your collector car? Advantage Lifts has the solution for you with their selection of two and four post lifts. Advantage's two post lifts provide an unparalleled amount of versatility. Each wheel can spin freely and be worked on individually, and you'll have full access to those hard-to-reach parts of the undercarriage. And best of all, Advantage's two post lifts are ready to ship now. Get $100 off by using code TCCP for the Collector Car Podcast. Again, that's TCCP. You can find your perfect Advantage lift by calling 763-300-5730. That's 763-300-5730. And don't forget to use the promotional coupon code TCCP. CCP. Hey, it's Greg Stanley. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I love everything automotive. This passion has expanded to include being a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. So if you need assistance buying or consigning a collector car at any one of our online or live auctions, including Scottsdale, Amelia Island, or Monterey, you can reach one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com or you can email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. Okay, welcome to the Collector Car Podcast. This is a fun episode where I give a lot of updates on the values of cars uh, that I have picked, ones that I said these are going to appreciate in the next, in the next year or so. Uh, so you can see how well I picked my cars. Now, before we get to that, I thought you might wonder, where do I come up with the subjects for these podcast episodes? All right, well, I, I'm always brainstorming. I'm always trying to come up with ideas. Basically, I cover topics that interest me and ones that I wish other podcasts would cover, but they don't. Now, a big part of this is reviewing values of the collector cars within the marketplace. I think that's pretty fun and interesting to see what is going up or down at any one time and why in some cases. Uh, Now, some of the topics that interest me that are coming up are alloy cars. So what do I mean by alloy cars? So whenever you're at an auction, you might hear like a 1955 Mercedes-Benz Gullwing 300 SL sold for $2 million, but the alloy version sold for 6 or $7 million. And in that particular case, when they first made the Gullwing cars, they were all alloy made of aluminum. And when they became popular, they realized that they could not manufacture them quick enough. So they changed them to non-alloy cars. Uh, so the alloy ones are worth more, but that's not always the case. Sometimes they're made specifically for racing purposes. Um, alloy cars are typically, uh, or are lighter weight than the factory car. So anyways, I just want to dig into it a little bit. I was reviewing a collection a couple, uh, months ago and they had an alloyed Ferrari 275 GTB, which is a really rare car, but they also had an alloyed Morgan SS, which I did not even know existed. So <clears throat> honestly, it was that car that really prompted me to come up with this. I want to do some research and find out what other kinds of alloy cars are out there. How far back does this go? Does it always add increase? Does it always increase the value of a car because it is made of, say, aluminum versus standard steel? Uh, let's see, car museums, I'm going to do a special on that. Obviously, valuation data. Auction results are always a lot of fun. And then you've probably picked up, I like to have fun and do some goofy stuff every once in a while. Now, one thing I do like to cover uh, are all the uh, cars in Jay Leno's collection. That's one of my favorite podcasts. I watch it every Sunday. Trying to get Jay on the show. It has not worked out so far, and I don't think it's going to work out. But I'm giving it the old college try. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I am going to throw up some images as we talk about these different topics. Um, Let's see. So like I said, this particular episode is based on my 
2022 bull market list. I'm also going to reference my 2021 list because uh, there's some interesting cars that are performing in interesting ways uh, from that list. And then I'm also going to cover the 15 cars you need to buy now. So this is a list I came up with. Let's see, this was from, uh, oh, well, not quite a year ago, November of last year, uh, episode number 173. So you could go back and find out why I picked those 15 cars that I said you need to buy now. And we'll find out here shortly if you had bought all those cars, how much money in theory you would have made uh, since that podcast episode came out. Now, one thing I do want to call out is that also on my YouTube channel, which is a lot of fun, I just posted it this morning, I found a Ferrari in a field in Napa Valley. So if you're watching YouTube now, you can see me circling it. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And it was really interesting because when I posted it at 7 o'clock this morning, I had 5,4800 views within the first hour. So I thought, man, this thing's going viral. Well, it's pretty much stuck right there at 4,800. That's weird. After one hour, it shot to the moon, and then it just kind of stopped. So anyways, if you want to see what kind of Ferrari that is, and if you want to save it, shoot me a note, and I would be happy to tell you where the car is. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not worth a lot of money. So let's just say that. All right. As most of you know, the collector car market has been on fire for quite a while. I honestly saw, thought we would see a cool down during the Monterey Car Week, but overall we did not. So listen to last week's episode. You'll hear all of the amazing results that occurred. Now I have noticed some valuation trends slowing and even even declining in a few notable cars. Now in a few weeks, I'm gonna have a podcast episode titled, Have Collector Cars Peaked? Asking that very question. So just because we see a couple outliers here uh, in the collector car marketplace that have either gone flat, slowed, or are declining, does that mean the collector car market has peaked? Now, one thing I did, I do find interesting when reviewing the data from Monterey, it was the highest dollar amount ever sold in Monterey, uh, eclipsing even 2015, which was the last time we had a huge market peak. Now, what's very interesting, if you adjust the dollars for inflation, 2015, 15 would have actually sold more cars or dollar amount higher uh, because of inflation. And let's see if I get this right. Two months or a month and a half after, or one month after the Monterey sale in 2015 was when we had the peak of the marketplace. So as this episode comes out, comes out on September, I believe the 10th, 11th, um, eight, seven years ago was the peak of the market and everything went down. So I just wonder, are we at that peak right now? I guess we will find out here shortly. So anyways, it's fun. We'll, uh, we'll find out what's happening here in the next couple months. All right, so like I said, for this episode, I will review how the 15 cars you must buy now, the 13 cars listed on the 2022 bull market list, and the 11 cars listed on the 2021 bull market list have fared over the last 12 months. Now, be sure to stay tuned to the end as I will review the top five winners and losers from each list. With an overheated collector car market in 2022, one could argue that it would be hard not to pick a car that hasn't increased in value over the last 12 months. But I was able to find, I think, three cars that have actually declined over the last 12 months. Not a lot, but I found them. All right, so we're going to start off with the 2022 bull market list. Now, let's see. I'm going to start from the bottom to the top. 
So of the 13 cars on this list, only one, like I said, had declined in value over the last 12 months. One had a single digit increase and the remaining 11 cars have had double digit increases. All right, so here we go. We're gonna start with the 1979 Ford Bronco. This is one I thought would totally tear it up. Uh, the last 12 months is actually down 2.7%. Now, you know, don't go crazy on me here. Uh, the fact of the matter is in the last three years is up 55.1%. And so it just makes sense that it's due for a slight correction. Uh, I'll try to have, I'll have pictures for most of these cars, not all of the cars, but most of them. Uh, let's see, the next one is the 1976 Porsche 912E. Now this is the one that only gained uh, single digits, up 6.7%, approximately $4,000 in the last 12 months. Uh, let's see, but it's up 25.5% over the last three years. So again, a situation where it's pretty much uh, slowed down quite a bit in the marketplace. All right, the next one's a 1986 Mazda RX-7 Turbo. I always thought these were pretty cars. I thought they were somewhat underappreciated in the marketplace, but they're gaining traction. This one's up 12% the last 12 months and up 63% the last three years. So that is a ton. All right, the next one, this one I find pretty interesting, is the 2004 Boxer, Porsche Boxster S550 Spider 50th Anniversary Edition. So a lot of words there. Uh, the picture I have shown is just a basic S Roadster, up 14.1%, latest 12 months, up 37.3%, representing a 5,500 gain over the last year, up 37.3 in the last three years. All right, next, I do not have a picture of this one. Uh, 1985 Mercedes 300 TD wagon. This is up a strong 14.9% the latest one year, up 69% the latest three years. That is a lot. All right, the next one was kind of a surprise for me. 1988 Pontiac Fiero GT, Two plus two, a buddy of mine in high school, this was his first car. Um, not a great performer, but still pretty iconic. Of 23.3%, latest one year, representing a $5,700 increase, up 46.6%, latest three years. All right, we're in the top seven. Now this is the car that's in my garage currently. A 1999 Porsche 911 Carrera, the base Carrera. The picture I have is of a Cabriolet. This is one of the situations where the convertibles are actually worth less than the hardtops. Uh, latest one year up 28.6%, 14 grand. That is significant. Uh, latest three years up 59.5%. All right, the next one is a not a surpriser, but I am surprised with how much it's gone up. 1991 Toyota Land Cruiser, latest 12 months up 31.9%. Now get this. Latest three years up 97.2%. They are not going to slow anytime soon. All right, number five, we've got the Jaguar, 1988 Jaguar XJS V12 Coupe, up 37%, up 70.7% over the last three years. Uh, over the last one year, that represents almost a $15,000 increase. All right, next we've got the 1966. Let's see if I get this right. 1966 Honda S600. 
that is up 39.4% the latest 12 months. That represents 20, over $21,000 increase in the last 12 months. And three years, it's up 58.3%. I'll never own one of these because, honestly, I just can't fit in it. <laughs> it's just not comfortable. All right, we're down to the top three. Uh, let's see, the 2006 Ford GT Heritage Edition. Now, on, on the screen, I have the non-Heritage Edition, but just picture it with the Gulf Oil colors, light blue with orange racing stripes. Heritage Edition has gone absolutely through the roof. Latest one year up 45.7%. Latest three years up 55, sorry, 54.5%. Now get this, in the latest one year, that 45.7% represents a $240,000 increase. Whew, nuts. All right, number two. Now this is strictly based on percent increase, not dollar amount. Number two is a 1973 Ferrari 246 Dino. Uh, it is up 51.2%. Three years up 86.8%. Now this represents $215,000 increase in the last 12 months. And this will probably go up again because we just sold one at Monterey. Uh, I want to say it was like 750. It was a lot. It was a chairs and flares, but it was a lot. And from a percent base increase, the number one growth from my bull market list is a 1994 Lancia Delta Integrale, one year up 82.4%, three years up 75.9%. So it's actually increasing in the latest 12 months. And in the latest 12 months, that represents an $89,000 change. All right, now, if you've been keeping track, the highest dollar increase was for the 2006 Ford GT Heritage Edition at $240,000. The lowest dollar increase was actually a decline of $1,600, and that was for the 1979 Ford Bronco. Now, the total dollar increase. So if you're playing with fun money, uh, you know, you bought these as if you were buying into the stock market. Over the, that last 12 months, you would have your portfolio would have increased by approximately $637,000. So I'd say I picked those fairly well. Like I said, it's a really hot market. Uh, it's probably hard to be wrong, but uh, you know, like I said, I did pick one that went down. All right, now for fun, I'm going to pick just some of the highlights from the 2000 and 21 bull market list that I had picked and you know I reviewed this a year ago approximately how they did in their first year Well, let's see how they've done in their second year now one of the cars or a group of cars I did not put a number to was the early 2000s non M BMW cars So we know the M versions have gone nuts and I feel like the non M's they have gone well They have gone tremendously well increased in value as well uh, because of the power of the M car. So no data on those, but I did pick that as a group of cars. All right, number, I guess this is number 11. It's the 1978 International Scout uh, 2. Now these had all sorts of cool detail graphic packages. Uh, you can see the picture I have on the screen is pretty cool. It's kind of a tan with dark brown uh, graphics package and a dark brown or black roof, hard to tell. That one's actually down 1.1% latest 12 months. But look at the latest three years, up 75.2%. All right, the next one is the 1955 Chevrolet Bel Air convertible. 
I always love these. Um, I picked this one because I thought that they had declined enough and they're going to start increasing. Well, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, they're actually flat the latest year. In the latest three years, they're down 9.4%. Uh, so you can see that they've slowed. I think they'll start going back in the other direction. All right, the next one's a 1958 New Chrysler, New Yorker Town and Country. This is the Woody Wagon. Fortunately, the picture I have is just for a regular Chrysler New Yorker, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, so this one's actually uh, up 4.9% latest 12 months, up 16.1% latest three years. And all right, I go into some of the halo cars from 2015. The 2015 McLaren P1 up 6.3%. Latest three years, this is interesting, it's down 56 so number one condition, now this is something key to remember, $1.7 million. The next one's the 2015 Porsche 918 Spyder, uh, up 6.5% latest one year and latest three years. That price point, $1.65 million. So they're both basically neck and neck. And why don't you know it, the La Ferrari just went nuts. Um, of the three, that's the one that's really gone through the roof. I'll get to that one in a second. Uh, let's see, next is a 1975 Toyota FJ. Let's see if I have a picture of that one. I do not. All right. <laughs> I thought I had an FJ in here. I do not. Okay. So, 1975 Toyota FJ, 40, up 10%. Latest three years, up 27.9%. So, those are still doing really well. Um, I thought they had peaked, but I saw they uh, were probably going to go back up. Now, the next one is, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I've been banging the drum on this one for a long time. It's the 1970 Plymouth Cuda AAR, uh, latest 12 months up 12.3, and latest three years up 32.7%. All right, just a few more here. I might as well cover them all. The next one's the car I used to have, 1966 Ford Mustang, but this is the GT convertible, up 13.3%. Latest three years up 29.7%. And then we have another Ford Bronco, the 1989 uh, Ford Bronco Eddie Bauer edition, up 16.6% and 41%. Now here's the LaFerrari I was talking about. 2015, latest one year up 31.8%. Latest three years up 26.1%. But here's the key point. In the last year, it's gone up over $1 million. That is nuts. The average value uh, in number one condition is just over $4 million. So it really, you know, it really went nuts when you compare it to the McLaren P1 and the 918 Spider. All right, the last one, believe it or not, 1978 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Latest one year up 46.7%. Latest three years up the same. That represents a 21 $21,000, almost $22,000 increase in 12 months. All right, so let's see if you've paid attention here. Uh, the highest dollar increase was that LaFerrari at just over a million dollars in 12 months. The lowest dollar increase was the decrease of $1,000 on the 1978 International Scout. And if you were, have, if you were to have bought these cars, uh, these portfolio cars 12 months ago, in theory, they would have increased by $1.3 million. So that was a pretty good list that I picked um, about a year ago. All right, now the next one, I just wanted to run through some of the highlights of the 15 cars you must buy now. Uh, now this, this has not been out an entire year, but pretty close. 
There was one car that was down, one car that was flat, four with single-digit increases, and nine that had double-digit increases. Uh, let's see, a couple repeats from my earlier list, but I'll, I'll call out a couple here. The 1996 Chevrolet Corvette Grand Sport, that's the one that's down, believe it or not. It's actually down just 1%, latest one year, down 700 bucks, so basically flat. A few other surprises here. Uh, let's see... The 2006 Audi TT Quattro, I was pretty strong on that, up 7.1%. I still think that one's going to continue to go up a lot. Uh, the 1986 Lamborghini Ayapa, uh, that one went up $22,000, uh, 19.3%. And now we're getting into some big dollar amounts here. The 2008 Honda S2000 Club Racer, the CR, has gone up $20,000, 20%. The 2013 Ford Mustang Shelby GT500, that's the high horsepower year. That one, one year only, maybe two years only, 2013, 2014, up almost 16 grand, almost up 21%. And the big winners here, let's see, 2011 Lexus LFA, not the Nürburgring edition, uh, went up almost 200 grand, up 24%. Uh, my little Porsche 1999 went up a lot. And then number one, from a percent change perspective, for my 15 cars you must buy now, the 1989 Nissan Skyline GTR went up $51,000 in the last 12 months, up 46.8%. So the highest dollar increase was the Lexus at $193,000 in 12 months. The lowest increase was the decline of $700 for that Corvette Grand Sport. And if you were to buy all 15 of these cars, uh, you would have made approximately $380,000 over the last 12 months. And this is all fun money. So that is a fairly quick update. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, I appreciate you listening. Please share. Please tune into the YouTube channel. If you would like to get my semi-sporadic email updates, which has uh, some content that is not anywhere else. Uh, actually, the email that went out today, I dispelled some auction myths, which... I don't think I cover that anywhere else. If you want some of that info, just shoot me a note, gstanley at rmsouthabeast.com or greg at thecollectorcarpodcast.com. And uh, I will continue providing some fun stuff. So as always, I will talk to all of you next week. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.